And here we go, the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. I am Eddie Cohn. Thrilled you're here listening. A lot of options podcast-wise out there, so I appreciate you taking the time to be here. I'm going to touch on 9-11, the difference between 20 years ago and today. I want to talk a little bit about selfies and how I don't believe people that take selfies are bad people. I think this is very important. I'm not uh, judging them, uh, thinking that any of these people are bad, but I, I do think it's important to talk about we are the victims, or we are the product, rather, I should say, of a world that is obsessed and addicted to technology. And also we are sort of the outcome of a world or the product of a society where truth no longer really matters, or it doesn't seem like that's important to find. So I'm going to try and unspool all of this and read some articles as well. There's a lot going on here, I think, inside my head. So I'm going to try and unravel it all and make some sense. Uh, I had a great podcast with Matt Belinsky that just went live uh, last week. I have a couple podcast guests planned in the next couple weeks. I also just released my record on Bandcamp. So it's officially there on eddiecone.bandcamp.com. It's my fourth album. Incredibly proud of this record, Dystopian Days. It will hit Spotify next month, but it's now available at Bandcamp. So you can head over there and have a listen. I would love to. I would love for you to listen to this record. So uh, it's only a half an hour of your time. So hope you find the time to listen. I watched the 9-11 or at least the first couple episodes of the 9-11 special on National Geographic. And it's riveting, powerful. Um, the footage is, is jaw-dropping and incredibly moving. And it's, it's funny, I, I saw this tweet from Stan Van Gundy. He's a, he used to be a basketball coach, and he was talking about, you know, can't we as Americans come together like we did 20 years ago? And I know he's referring to the vaccine and, and we should all just get the vaccine. I think what happened 20 years ago and what is happening now, they are, they are completely polar opposites. They, they don't correlate. Um, it was very clear who the terrorists were. It was very clear how harrowing and, and horrific um, what happened was. We knew who was responsible. There was such a clarity to what happened. And what's so interesting is I'm watching the footage of, of 9-11 on National Geographic. You know, this was before Facebook. This was before smartphones and Instagram. And I, I found myself wondering... You know, if that happened now, would people be more interested in just taking footage for their Instagram page and their Facebook page? You know, I, I think to myself, are people more apt to grab their phone than to grab someone's hand and help? And I think we are in such a dangerous psychological space right now. And I've been listening to Jordan Peterson speaking to Dennis Prager on a podcast, which was really powerful, and I highly suggest you listen to it. And Dennis is much more religious than I am. I, I don't consider myself religious at all, but 
I do hold on to these ideas of, of values and what's important. And to me, the cell phone is, has ripped that to shreds. And I really found myself curious about if something tragic is happening now, what are the responses? It, it feels like people are more inclined to grab their phone and take videos to sort of show that they were there. Not because they care, but to sort of add more attention to their lives. And, and I think we are seeing now with the pandemic and the lockdowns, and more so the lockdowns, the result of living in a world where we don't know where the truth stands. And, and I don't, it's, it's weird, you know, I saw Jimmy Kimmel is saying that people that are not vaccinated should not get the same treatment in hospitals. The, it's, the unvaccinated, it's, it's the unvaccinated people's fault for what we're going through right now. And to me, the lunacy of that is beyond anything that I can fathom. And, and then I also don't fault anybody who doesn't believe what's going on because the media's main objective right now is clearly not to provide us with the truth or to relax us or to find who was responsible for this mess. It's becoming pretty clear at this point that it's possible there was a lab leak, but nobody wants to investigate that. It's become pretty clear that Fauci is promulgating more fear and wants people to wear masks and forever. And despite the fact that we're sort of zeroing in on 70, 75% of the society has gotten the vaccine, we are still getting more mandates, more lockdowns, more calls from the president to now require vaccines for uh, companies that have over 100 employees. It's like the, the mandates, charges, and decisions for lockdowns are only growing stronger, <laughs> despite the fact that more people are getting vaccinated. So I bring all that up because we live in a world now where the truth has been ripped to shreds. We don't know where this virus came from. I mean, we certainly have a hunch at this point, but nobody wants to investigate that. Like when 9-11 happened, it was so utterly clear who was responsible, what we need to do. We come together and, and I was moved immensely watching the, the National Geographic special last night because I saw people coming together. And what I see right now is a world where people are pointing fingers, holding on to phones, more concerned with themselves. People aren't coming together. And it's it's really disturbing and it's, it's scary. You know, I don't want something like what happened 20 years ago to happen again, but sometimes those really horrific moments um, do bring people together and make people stronger. And for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, for many reasons, this lockdown pandemic, is, it feels like it's bringing out the worst. And the idea that people are pointing fingers towards the unvaccinated, that it's their fault. And it's like, do we blame people that are overweight or, or do we blame people that um, have drug addiction problems? It, like they're, they're the problem in our society. It's truly, 
um, despicable what's what's going on. The the idea that the president is forcing companies with over 100 employees to force their employees to get vaccinations. The idea that Jimmy Kimmel is going on the air and saying it's the unvaccinated people's fault and it's getting applause. I mean, do you really see what's going on? It, this is the complete opposite of what's going on 20 years ago. And it's it's quite disturbing. It's quite difficult to navigate. There's sort of this there's this other added wrinkle before I go on to the next segment, but Peter Bogosian is a professor at Portland State. And he just wrote his resignation letter. And there's a fantastic conversation that he has with Barry Weiss. I've I've been very vocal about how Barry Weiss I think is a journalist journalism champion, if there's such a if there's if those two words can be lumped together. Uh, she's a champion, and she has Peter on her show, and I highly suggest you listen to it. But I'm just going to read this very briefly to you, something that he wrote in his res- resignation letter. Students at Portland State are not being taught to think. Rather, they are being trained to mimic the moral certainty of ideologues. Faculty and, and administrators have abdicated the university's truth-seeking mission and instead drive intolerance of divergent beliefs and opinions. This has created a culture of offense where students are now afraid to speak openly and honestly. You have so many layers to this all. Media is no longer sharing the truth. And then people are scared to speak their mind. So when you live in that world, what's going to happen? We are going to be hoodwinked into all believing a particular way. And people who don't believe that particular way are going to be, um, the finger will be pointed towards them as being the enemy. Like this, this episode of the podcast, my free thinking and sharing my thoughts, um, I could be looked at as the enemy, but it seems very clear as day, 18, 20 months now, that this is no longer about a virus. This is about, and it was a really powerful image yesterday I saw on Twitter. You know, you see Barack, President Clinton, um, President Obama, uh, President Biden and their spouses uh, at a 9-11 memorial, all wearing masks with their heads down. And that image to me is so powerful. It, it like this idea that people still feel like they have to wear a mask outside. People are wearing masks to virtual, to virtue signal, to feel and make it seemed like they care about you, that they care about the world. And I just, I call bullshit. Like to me, uh, this group of people want to, um, they want to neuter you. They want to lobotomize you and make you think a particular way. And then also make you feel bad if you don't think like them. And I just, I can't let go of that belief. I can't let go of what I see. On the one hand, look, I wake up every day and feel blessed and lucky that I am feeling strong and healthy 
and I'm able to eat well and move my body, I am blessed like beyond belief. But what terrifies me right now is what the puppets upstairs and the way they're pulling the strings and trying to turn this society into a way that I feel is incredibly draconian. And without a moral compass, with the addiction to cell phones, um, this is, this is in my mind, I, I'm waiting for people, people of power, in power, to um, let go of the strings and let life sort of naturally unfold and relax. And those powers to be are not happening. And this is completely different than what was happening 20 years ago with 9-11. Um, I, I just, I, I was watching the video and to me there was such a togetherness, such a sense of community. Um, but the phone, the smartphone has completely uprooted any iota of community. Before I talk a little bit about selfies and let you go, um, just John Rappaport, I want to read this to you. Um, he, you know, he talks a lot about the value of the artist and being an individual, and you know, thinking for yourself. And I, I just, I think, I really, the tendency is to spend most of your day on your phone. And to watch Netflix and Hulu all day and just sort of uh, demonize the unvaccinated. Um, but I think it takes a lot of work these days to set up boundaries. You know, only give yourself 30 minutes an hour a day of, to watch television. Only give yourself 30 minutes a day being on social media. Or maybe you're only on social media a few times a week. Um, exercising, taking care of your health. I mean, the world that we live in, um, it feels like the leaders, they're, they're really not having honest discussions about how to truly take care of your health. Like there was such a powerful dialogue going on on CNN where Fauci's being interviewed by Anderson Cooper and somebody else. And they're bringing up this idea of natural immunity. And they're presenting natural immunity to Dr. Fauci. Like, well, what about this idea of natural immunity? People that have already gotten COVID, why should they be taking the vaccine also? And, and Fauci, he's so clever. Uh, he, he may be 80 years old, but clearly his brain works in such a clever way. And he says something like, well, that's an interesting point, And it's something that we need to look at and see how long their immunity lasts compared to the vaccine. So you just know, whether it's a month or two months from now, they are going to decide that the natural immunity doesn't last as long as the vaccine and that those people should be getting the vaccine also. This is so destructive and so dangerous. And it's, it's to me, Dr. Fauci, um, you know, the analogy, I, I think many months ago, I, I used the analogy that he is this sort of tyrannical leader. Um, he truly, to have this voice on television, on podcasts, 24 hours a day, creating such fear, I think we are, 
Um, this is the result. He is such a huge proponent. He has caused much, so much of the destruction that has unfolded. Um, so I, I say all of that because John Rappaport really talks about being an individual uh, and the power of being an individual and being an artist and speaking your mind. Um, and so he writes, using vaccine, mass, using vaccine mandates and passports, governments are expanding their digital platform, which is, which is a surveillance and control system. The excuse is we have to keep track of everyone who receives the vaccine. We have to make sure they update their booster shots. We have to know the people who are refusing the vaccine. Of course, the platform reaches out into and collects all sorts of personal information about every person, medical records, social media presence, consumer habits, etc. Underlying this massive and ongoing effort is the assumption that the individual is a social construct, a unit, an assemblage of data. This unit is then entered into algorithms governing millions of units. Thus, the living individual disappears. He is now an abstraction. It turns out that many people, badly educated, train to think of themselves as eternal victims and resentful toward constitutional liberties are content to be plugged into systems that track them and tell them what to do. These are the people who are always thinking about what other people are thinking of them. They are the foot soldiers of the Great Reset. On the other hand, the individual who knows he is alive, independent, and far more than a biological machine, who wants freedom, that individual has a vision of his existence that outstrips any platform, algorithm, or fetid version of greatest good. The vaccine mandates and the passports are a large jump in the direction of mass group surrender. The best propaganda appears to be true to those who can't think, who can't summon up the desire and will to break out of the system. The life force inside every person, whether he knows it or not, wants to break out. So I don't fault people that are addicted to their phones. I don't fault, and I'm not, I, I'm not judging people that are pointing fingers towards the unvaccinated. I understand why they may feel that way. If, if they are on their phone 24 hours a day, if they only watch CNN or read the New York Times, their brain is getting molded this way, and they're going to think that way. And I think the work it takes to stand back and read multiple news uh, resources while also juggling paying for your bills, raising kids, um, there's, there's not enough time in the day. And I think it's, it's virtually impossible. I'm out to dinner, and we're at this amazing dinner. We're having, you know, clams and and um, uh, raw fish, and it's 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 called EMC in in Koreatown here in LA. And I'm noticing these two guys eating while looking at their phone, not talking to each other at all. And you know, they're smiling and laughing and and posting and looking at stuff. So clearly, they're having a good time. Um, 
And then one of them for 10 minutes has his phone up and is, I'm not exaggerating, for 10 minutes is taking selfies with his food uh, at different angles, duck lip selfies, putting on sunglasses, even though it's already dark inside. This is his behavior for 10 minutes. Now, I don't think, and, and I was pretty, um, I'm sure I spewed a bit of vitriol towards my towards people that lived in New York when I went on a vacation there about two years ago and noticed the insane cell phone addiction going on. So none of these people are bad. This guy uh, that's taking selfies for 15 minutes and is not enjoying his food or his meal or is, is not engaging in conversation, he's not a bad person. He is the result. He's living in a world where we have these damn cell phones with us everywhere we go. And these algorithms and these corporations want people to be addicted to them so that they cannot think objectively. And so these media conglomerates succeed in a world where people can't think for themselves. And then they succeed even more when people who do think for themselves are vilified and, and the finger is pointed at them as being the devil or the, the enemy. And that right now, friends, is why we live in this insane world right now. People can't speak the truth. The truth doesn't matter. And people who want to sort of speak their mind and be an individual um, are demonized. And I just, I felt it was important for me to bring up the point that I don't think people that stare at their phones all day are bad people. You know, when I point out to this to you about somebody that almost hits me while they're driving a car because they're looking down at their phone and I'm riding my bike and I'm pissed off, th this is not a judgment about who they are as a person. But in that moment, they're caught up in cell phone addiction. And when you are driving your car, the only thing that should matter is getting from one place to the other in as safe of mat in, in as in as safe of a matter as possible. But the phone uproots all of that. And we are these feeble creatures. I don't think um, it's as simple as work hard um, and everything is gonna be okay. I just I think life is so complicated and that world that I saw 20 years ago during 9-11, uh, where, I, let me ask you, and I'll leave you with this. When something goes wrong, and, and it, this is what's so um, upsetting to me, when, when Fox News or CNN shows these videos of maybe a fight breaking out at a sporting event, and that's been going on a lot over the last month, and I personally think it's because the anxiety in the air is so high, Instead of helping and reaching out and, and, and offering a hand, people are instead pulling out their phones and shooting video of the insanity that's happening. That's more important to them. And that is a world that I think is just really scary to be living in. That world did not exist 20 years ago during 9-11. As awful as that event was, there was a sense that we could hold each other up, create communities, found, uh, find the perpetrator, and succeed. 
And now it's, it's been uprooted. Now people are, reaching their, people are reaching for their phones instead for another human being's hand. So I will leave you with that for today. Some great guests lined up over the next couple weeks. So those podcasts will drop in the next week or two. You know where to find me on Instagram at Eddie Cohn or the Spiritual Spiral Podcast. Um, I'm on YouTube. My music videos are there, but I would really love it if you went to Bandcamp and checked out um, my new record, eddiecohn.bandcamp.com. I'll end today's show with a song from that album. I'll play, I'm not sure what song I'm going to play, but uh, I'll play you a song from the record. Uh, and that is it. Uh, please write a review, share the show with your friends. Um, as always, thanks to you for listening, supporting, and being a part of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Mm-hmm.